When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, I'm going to be talking about the new 2019 remake of Pet Cemetery. This is a movie that's based off of the book by Stephen King, Pet Cemetery. And is this the worst remake that we ever had from a Stephen King adaptation when we look at other movie adaptations? We're going to find that out in a few minutes. And then I'm going to be talking about should we cancel our memberships to movie theaters because of this whole entire corona mess? We had some movies that got released today and also too there's going to be some movies that are going to be released digitally i'm going to get to that in a few minutes so let's go on ahead and talk about this stephen king 2019 remake of pet cemetery so this is actually a remake of the 1985 or 1988 film pet cemetery if you're not familiar with the whole entire plot it's basically simple this this couple moves in to this house with their kids with their two kids And they're actually on top of an Indian burial ground. The Indian burial ground is actually a pet cemetery where people can bury their pets. But there's a catch to it. When you bury that pet, the pet comes back alive, but not the same way that you actually buried it. And what I mean by that is it comes back as a horrified zombie type of cat where it wants to actually tear you from limb to limb. And what I have to say about this is it's not one of the worst remakes of... Stephen King adaptations or anything like that. I've seen worse original works of Stephen King adaptation movies like The Dark Tower. That was on the list of bad movies. The Tall Grass is not a remake or anything like that, but it's on the list of bad ones. Gerald's Game, which was on Netflix. I didn't really care for that that much. But when you look at Pet Cemetery, it follows the couple that moves into this house and a lot of stuff starts happening within that house. And it's kind of like a haunted house kind of feel to it as well. Because of the fact it doesn't just focus on the pet cemetery itself. And they did something totally different from what the 1985 or 1988 version does. And that is the fact that they actually gave the wife a little bit more stuff to actually do. Compared to what the first movie was. And I'm going to be perfectly honest with this. But the husband, who's actually the main character, who was a, who's a doctor, and there's no layers to that character at all. He's very one-dimensional. They didn't really give him a lot to do that I really wanted to see a little bit more stuff from him. But with the wife, she she's dealing with her own demons within this house and everything, too, With because we find out that she has a sister, and her sister has some type of bone disease and stuff like that. And she's trying to deal with that, but at the same time, she's also trying to deal with the fact that they moved into a new house, new town, trying to get used to everything. She has two kids, one's a, a girl, a little girl, one's a uh, little boy. And basically, what I have to say is this. They did a pretty good job of actually explaining where these characters actually came from. You can care about um, his wife a lot more, and maybe even... Um, wind up um, relating a little bit more to her but there's nothing really relatable whenever you look at the main character that we that we have which is the doctor or anything like that I really didn't feel like he actually carried 
himself that well in the movie at all. I really didn't like what they did with that character when there when there could have been so much more stuff that they could have done. But they do a great job of actually explaining the background where they came from, what demons that his wife is facing, and then John Lipkow is um, the neighbor and everything does a really good job at setting that up. And also, too, he's also battling with his demons as well, especially with the stuff that he's done in his past with the Pet cemetery. And, of course, he also introduces the good doctor into wanting to bury the cat. The cat comes back alive, and it's not the same way that he remembers his cat, Church. That's actually the cat's name. But let me just tell you this. A lot of people didn't like the fact that they changed a few things up with this movie because I feel like this. It's a new era. It's 2020, but during that time, it's 2019. And a lot of people are actually hypersensitive towards other things. Like, for instance, kids getting run over, little kids getting run over by trucks or anything like that. And if you remember that classic scene in the 1980s movie, the little boy actually gets run over and then the father goes ahead and buries his son. The son comes back alive. And of course, you know, you know what happens after that. If you've seen the original 1980s movie or if you've seen the remake of this by now. But my point is this. It's a new it's a new way of people actually thinking. So therefore, they went on ahead. They changed out... Uh, who actually died in that scene instead of letting that play out for that other character. So what I have to say is this, did it work or did it not work? And I have to say, I mean, I thought it was okay. I mean, I didn't feel like it was like the most terrible thing that they could have done in a remake is gender swap on who died or anything like that. I felt like, you know, you still have the same connectivity with the character and everything. They still gave us the whole entire emotional attachment to the little girl or whatever to make us care about her. And, you know, that's something that I was wondering about. Okay, I don't... And here's the thing. I was even wondering about this, even when I was reading these news articles and stuff, and when I was hearing the complaints inside the group, the horror group that I'm in. Is this actually going to be one of those movies where we don't care about the characters? If they're just one-dimensional. And the girl was not one-dimensional at all. As a matter of fact, I can think of certain kids maybe being able to relate to her in some type of way. Whenever she's not the zombified horror version of what she is. But, you know, I just feel like that people can probably gravitate towards her a little bit. And also have that emotional attachment whenever something actually does happen to her. And But I would have wished that they would have done was fleshed out more of the mythology and stuff like that about where this Indian burial ground actually came from, what happened within this Indian burial ground. Just like what they did just like what they did with Stephen King's It Chapter Two. Because even though that I didn't really care for It Chapter Two as much as It Chapter One, what I did like was the mythology behind it and where it actually came from and having that Indian burial type of feeling to that movie. And that's what I wanted from this. I wanted to know what idea did they actually have to come up with this pet cemetery for the Indians to go ahead and say, you know what, we're going to bury our animals here and see if they come back. I wanted to see a little bit more of that kind of feel to it because when we get into this movie, the husband is actually researching the property land and all that stuff and realizing that they're they're on an Indian burial ground. 
but what I wanted, but what I wanted to see was more of that being fleshed out within the first half, and then have the rest of it being played out the way we all all know how it plays out with Pet Cemetery. But we didn't get any of that at all. But like I said, the actress who plays the wife does a really good job at making us care about her, making us care about her demons, making us care about her character. And the fact, too, that they actually gave her a lot more stuff to do compared to what her husband can do. And I have to say, it's not one of the worst remakes that I've seen from a Stephen King's adaptation or anything like that, or a worst Stephen King movie in general. I have to say, I had a little bit, I had a good time with this movie. I mean, there's nothing, yes, it has its ups and downs with this movie and stuff like that, but the pros weigh up the cons, and I have to say, it's a, it's a good movie to watch at least one time on Hulu, if you have Hulu, and then, of course, you know, I'm act, I'm going to be reviewing some other stuff, but for a Stephen King remake, it's not one of the worst remakes that I've ever seen. Some people overhype that to the point where, oh, this is the worst remake that I've ever seen. Oh, this ruined my childhood. No, it didn't. We still have the original movie that we can go back to on our DVD racks. Brush it off and pop it in. It's not like it's Back to the Future where Marty goes back to the future and he winds up throwing away the original copy of Pet Cemetery, and then there's no movie adaptation except for the 2019 adaptation of Pet Cemetery. So, there's that. But, I think everybody just goes bananas whenever it comes down to this movie ruined my childhood, or this remake sucked, or whatever. I always try and find a positive in everything that I actually try to watch, but... If it's just not there, it's just not there. And that's actually a fair thing to, to have when you're reviewing something. But Pit Cemetery worked for me. I had some fun with it. So tell me what you guys think about that. So now I'm going to be talking about should people cancel their memberships with movie theaters because of the coronavirus? And my thought process is this. Because, I'm at, because here's the thing. I'm also someone that has a membership. $10 for a whole year. Every dollar that you spend at the movie theaters with concessions and also movie tickets goes onto the card. You can spend it either on movie tickets or you can actually expend it on the concession stand. And I really like that idea. And they also give you free popcorn on your birthday too. And you can even upgrade it for a couple of dollars. But, you know, I'm going to still keep my my membership except for the simple fact that $10 for a whole year, you can't really beat that because my membership don't expire until at least December. So I'm going to let it play out, play the, let this coronavirus do its thing and work itself out. But for those people who actually have Regal or anything like that, I understand your concerns if you guys should cancel or you guys shouldn't. And here's the thing. I'm not going to tell you what you should do or you shouldn't do whenever I'm talking about this. This is based on your own decisions. So what I'm going to when I, from me, if this was me, I would wait to see what this virus is going to do. If it's going to clear out by July, like everybody's thinking it's going to do, or by August. If it's not cleared up by those two months, I would go ahead and cancel. Not only that, but I'm sure that Regal and any of the other people that you actually signed on with, with your memberships, that they would go ahead and at least offer a refund or not, or block the payment to where you don't have to worry about paying for the couple of months that you actually missed because the movie theaters are closed down because it's not your fault that you didn't use the memberships. So I'm sure that there's something in place to where they're like, you know what? We had to close down these 
these theaters for a reason because of the coronavirus. People want wants to go ahead and get out of their house. So we're going to go ahead and renew their membership or we're going to go ahead and block the payment to where they don't have to pay us once a month or anything like that. And we can have them still be our members and they can go see this movie, see certain movies two times or three times a day or whatever your membership actually is and still enjoy the movie. So I'm just going to say this, be patient and understanding towards this whole entire situation because I know it's aggravating. I know that I want to get out there. I know that I want to do a lot whenever it comes down to watching movies and stuff like that. But just be patient and see what this thing is actually going to do. And a matter of fact, you know, I'm happy that they're releasing new movies onto, um, not Hulu, but Amazon Prime for us to actually to rent for like 20 bucks. Well, not rent, but for us to buy for like $20, which is not bad. And if you think about it like this, by the time we actually fill up our cars, by the time we go ahead and eat up before the movie and everything, you're spending at least close to maybe 40, maybe 60 bucks, if that. And 20 bucks to stay at home to watch a brand new movie that has, that was going to be released in the movie theaters. I'm all for it for right now because of the fact that we're quarantined. We're actually in our houses and we can, act, we can actually watch these movies from the comfort of our own house rather than going to the movie theaters for right now. Because don't get me wrong, I love going to the movie theaters. I love seeing the reactions off of other people when they're watching certain movies because that's my favorite thing to do. Sometimes I like actually looking at everybody and seeing their reactions because when they're scared, I love seeing their reactions when they're scared watching something scary. I love watching people laugh whenever they're watching a comedy or dramas or anything like that for that matter. I like seeing people's reactions in a movie theater because it's a shared experience and because it's a shared experience, it can actually amplify your experience when you're watching a certain movie. Of course, you also have a couple of douchebags or whatever else in the movie theater that's aggravating you or whatever. But aside from that, it's still a great experience whenever you're actually sharing an experience with everybody else watching a certain movie. Because it's coming together as one, as a community, and watching a certain movie. But with them releasing Trolls and then today, they now this is what I wanted to get to. They released The Invisible Man, and I talked about this on last night's podcast is the fact that they ended up doing that. They have released The Invisible Man today. They also released The Hunt, which I want to see The Hunt. The Hunt's on my anticipated movie list. Number one, it got banned at the at the wrong time, and then all of a sudden they, re, they re-released it, and now they put it in theaters, And but because of this coronavirus or whatever, they couldn't. we couldn't go out and see it, so now they're doing it digitally. And I'm ex- I'm excited to want to see this movie because there's just something that gravitates me towards originality when it comes down to to this type of movie. And it's also horror related. It's also a thriller, and it has a little bit of comedy in it too, from what I heard. And I also heard good things about this movie. So I want to go ahead and check out the hunt whenever I, whenever I do have a chance to watch this movie. And then another thing too I want to talk about is Ben Affleck's move new movie called The Way Back. The Way Back is with him dealing with his own struggles, with his own demons, with alcoholism, and now he has to train these kids on a basketball court that he that he grew up on in high school, and he's having to coach them. And that's what I want to see. I want to see him play this character who is actually who he is, who's battling alcoholism and having to teach the, this 
basketball team on how to be a team rather than being against each other. So that's what I want to see with this movie. And also, too, with Ben battling his own conflicts, even off off screen, this is something that I wanted to see because alcoholism is a real thing and it's a disease and it's kill- and even though that we may not see the person in front of us or whatever on a daily basis and that we know that they're battling with alcoholism, it's a killer. It can actually kill you because of the fact that with that struggle. But, you know, I really want to see how this movie's going to be when I watch this movie. And I heard great things about that movie. And, you know, I think that releasing these movies is just a great way for us just to relax a little bit. And then once this virus is over with, we can actually go ahead and get out of our house and see, go back to watching movies at the movie theaters again. And I don't think that movie theaters are, at, are in danger of closing down or anything like that. This is just a temporary thing right now to act, to let us go ahead and watch a couple of movies. As a matter of fact, I also want to talk about the fact that Wonder Woman 1984 is going to be released, might be released, as a matter of fact, it's a, it's a rumor right now. Matter of fact, JoeBlow.com um, reported this earlier today. And there's a possibility that we could get Wonder Woman 1984 and we can watch this at the comfort of our house. And even though I wanted to see this with other sweaties, other people that love comic books and everything, I like the fact that I can go and watch this movie and pay $19.99 for it and watch it at the comfort of my house and just geek out over stuff and see what they what they do with this movie is it going to be just as good as the first one or is it going to lay flat that's another these are the two questions that I'm wondering about but I'm excited to see Gal Gadot back I'm excited to actually see Chris Pine back I'm excited to see Patty Jenkins behind the director's chair once again telling the story of Diane one who is Wonder Woman and does she make a deal with Zeus? What's going on with her? Why is she gliding across um, the sky with her rope, with the lightning bolts and everything? I want to see that. What's the deal with Chris Pine being back? I want to see all that sweatiness in this movie and all my questions answered. So that's going to do it for me for this show for today. But I'm going to be back again tomorrow to review a movie called Uncut Gems, which stars Adam Sandler. I'm going to be running that out of Redbox. If there's any movies that you would love for me to review, go ahead and drop drop me a voicemail message in the on the descriptions and everything. I'm going to be having that in the description box to where you guys can actually send me in voicemail messages. And I want to be able to review certain movies, so go ahead. Now is the time to, act, to go on ahead and tell me what movies you want me to review. So... There's that, and until next time, bye-bye.